Hey, this is my best friend Carolyn. And this is my best friend David. We're a couple of vodka lovers. With a codependent relationship over a decade long. And this is Will Will and and Grace Grace and Vodka. Vodka. Cheers. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm Laura Linney, and this is Masterpiece Classic. Oh my god, I I knew, I knew your face. And Laura, Mm -hmm. it is such an honor to meet you. Well, I wish I could say it was mutual, but uh, I'm- You don't even know me, bitch. I'm not, I'm not really Laura Linney. Oh. I'm actually David. Honestly, this entire friendship has been so disappointing. Built on lies? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, babe. How you doing? Hi, babe. Oh, I'm grand. Are you? I'm just grand. How are you? Well, I want to watch Downton Abbey now. <laughs> yeah, duh. When don't you want to watch? I always want to watch Downton Abbey. Yeah. Um, did you did did you get my text that I'm watching The Wilds, which you told oh me to watch God. like a year ago? Are you ago? having the best time? <gasps> it's so fun. Isn't it so fun? It is so fun. What are you doing these days? What are you watching? God, what am I watching? Okay, obviously The Gilded Age. Obviously. Um, the show obviously. where they sat down and said, what do Carolyn and David need? Right. What do they want? Do they want Carrie Coon being an unmitigated power bitch with that in the most outrageous, glamorous clothing you've ever seen? That cape from this last week's episode, I gasped. Um, in that like very low posh voice that she has oh so posh (laughs) oh it is the most posh voice you know who i think is just absolutely spectacular on this show danae and i feel like it's it's a okay well danae is great but (laughs) um i mean and the whole cast really i don't really have any complaints uh that's not true but i'm not here to say mean things um but the person who is blowing me away and like in ways that I didn't really expect because I have known their work so much for so many years as Cynthia Nixon. Uh, and I'll same. tell you why. Because she is not playing Miranda. No. At all. She's acting, she is, David. And she's such a foil for every other character. <gasps> I love her. And it could easily come off as really Pollyanna-ish, mm-hmm. how um, Ada is. But instead, she's just like being a really truthful representation of just like... A spinster. A person who's very in touch with their better angels, you know? Oh, and like what a beautiful turn like, of phrase. She's such She's God, a heart. But she pulls it off without being saccharine at all. She's also yes, she's not saccharine and she welcome to Julian Fellows in vodka. Not <laughs> <laughs> truly. <laughs> truly, that's what I'm drinking. <laughs> Oh well, delicious. Sorry, I guys. Have vodka in a sippy cup. I we've been chatting for so long that I forgot we were recording a podcast about something. <laughs> anyway, Cynthia Fine. Nixon on the Gilded Age. If you're not watching the Gilded Age, girl, call me. I will give you my login because you gotta watch it. It's so much fun. And if you also live with a um, historian, <laughs> don't don't let them watch it. No. Because well, well, no, no. then you'll get a lecture about the Gilded Age and how everything was bad. Like, I know that, bitch. I know. I know. We're not watching the bad parts. No, no, no. We're watching the only you know really what I'm rich watching? parts. The pretty dresses and all every Broadway star that's ever existed. 
every single Fucking last one of Kelly them. Kelly O'Hara. Like, okay, <laughs> Kelly O'Hara is doing so well. I oh, feel so sad for Katie Finneran after this week. Or, well, two weeks ago, I guess. What am I missing? Um, Her husband. Oh, yes. Yeah. Listen. All right, David. Speaking of Laura Linney, Speaking Katie Finneran looks so much like her. You know, every time I see her, I'm like, Laura Linney? No. Katie Finneran. So, um. Star of Promises Promises with Sean Hayes. Hey, see? We brought it back around. Brought it around. I brought it back. Also, Megan Mullally's doing a movie with Bo and Yang and some other people that are oh, my God. fucking identical twins or something. Yes, I can't wait. I'm it looks so fun. stoked for that. Give Bo and Yang everything to do forever. And Nathan Lane. And Nathan Lane, and that's Stallion. right. And yes. Holy fuck. I can't wait for that. Yeah, that's that's gonna be fabulous. So did you enjoy watching the Super Bowl? <laughs> Cheeky bitch. I know. Um, I enjoyed watching the halftime show. Felt like I was in middle school or high school, I guess. I didn't even watch that. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. I well, I it mean, was great. It was really cool. It was cool I was, to see all those I was people performing. Sitting on a floor, very drunk with my girlfriend. So that is correct. That is a good way to be. Yeah, it was a really great. good way to be. David, are we stalling? Carolyn. Uh, maybe we might be stalling. Hard one, hard one. I feel like this is one of those sad ones that we're going to be like, "Here's the plot. That's all. Goodbye. Can't talk too much about it. But here's how we feel." <laughs> oh, I have, I have a lot of feels. Me too. I got a lot. To yeah, say. I'm sure you do. And what a so this is uh, episode 819, titled "Blanket Apology." Original air date April 6, 2006. Directed by James Burroughs and written by James Lassens, who it's 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 his only episode. And I just wow. Yeah, I feel like he really got the spirit of the show, and he gave so much heart to these conversations between George and Will, mm. and the stuff with Karen and Jack is so great. So I don't know where he came from or why he only did one episode as the uh, writer. Um, obviously, there's always a writer's room, but like if he broke the story, then like I, I uh, what a marvelous job. Yeah. <clears throat> um, really cool. Really, really cool work on his behalf. Um, so summary. Jack loses his hosting job and vows never to return to acting. Will has a showdown with his father. Now, the vowing, I don't believe, occurs. No one, no one makes any vows. Well, he says he promised to never return. Hmm. Thrice. Hmm. Okay. Oh, not once, not twice, but thrice times. Um. From his <laughs> Shakespearean training. Um. Tell me, Carolyn, is there any trivia? There is. Now, I feel like we are in the last four episodes before the finale, so this is obvious, but it is the final appearance of both Eileen Brennan and as Zandra and Sidney Pollock as George Truman. Hmm. Yeah. And assistant to executive producers Tim Hayward appears as the guy who Karen asks to be his poodle, and that made me laugh. <laughs> I wondered if that was someone. Isn't that cute? <laughs> That is cute. I love that. David, are there any people of color um, in this episode? Not in this episode. Um, okay. So 
shall we dive into this? We shall dive in. So we're at the apartment. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, all right. Please. Grace comes in in a fetching coat with a grocery bag mm. in front of her. Mm-hmm. But she is also wearing a very dumb hat. It is indeed Newsy style. It is actually the shape of the hat I wore as Oliver in Oliver, the musical. <laughs> uh-huh. hmm. uh, familiar. I still have it. But it is like black velvet and it has like a big silver chain around the brim. Like it's very ugly. And I very ugly. don't understand why she's wearing it. And she takes it off pretty immediately, which was helpful. So that is my fashion moment. Just immediately, I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. (laughs) Um, Also, the joke that so she comes in, she's wearing, she's dressed like this. She's holding a grocery bag in front of her stomach, and she's like, "Okay, be honest. If I hold this bag, can you tell that I'm pregnant?" And Will says, "Well, I am, but that's because I'm not a part of the Rhythm Nation." Referring to Hat and the Janet Jackson iconic. Um, experience and i thought that that was exactly what it reminded me of yep uh, so grace says she doesn't want Marilyn to judge her for her pregnancy because they are going to georgia maryland's who are now back together for dinner mm-hmm. uh the next day or that day i don't know whatever and will sort of reassures her saying oh i'm sure she'll only say these few passive aggressive things <laughs> Right. <laughs> and she She's says, like, that sounds, that came a little too easily to mm-hmm. me. And they have to go to dinner because his parents are back together and they need to celebrate that, but definitely don't want to talk about it. Have I've mentioned before how much I hate that, right? Our listeners know how much I hate that we don't oh. talk about feelings and things that have happened. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely, yes. The waspiness is not I can't do a it. thing for you. I the no. inauthenticity is just embarrassing. Have a feeling. Mm-hmm. Say it yeah. out loud. Mm-hmm. Fuck's mm-hmm. sake. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So we finally go back to Jack's apartment, which we haven't seen in so long. So long. It was nice to see it again. It was. It's so cute. And he's got that cute little CD turner. That was your fashion moment one time. It was, I think, twice. And like, it's so mid-century modern. It's very adorable. Mm -hmm. I really like it. He has that really expensive bench just to the right when you walk in. Mm. Those benches are thousands of dollars. My goodness. Um, It's some it's some iconic design that I don't remember the name of. Um, So Jack is calling around for job (laughs) openings, and he's called NASA. Is what he's done. (laughs) And uh, they don't have anything for him right now. They don't need any new astronauts. And there's a joke. There's a joke that I don't get Mm -hmm. about some person that he's hanging up the phone with. He's like, what was it? Stephanie? Oh. Warren? Is that what he says? Yeah, he says Warren. But I think the joke is that he thought it was a girl he was talking to, but it was a boy. Oh. (laughs) I think that's the joke. Then I get it now. Yeah. I just thought it was like a... um, a 2006 joke related to current events. Oh, I don't think so. Unless it was, and we just both missed it, but we're both geniuses, so I doubt that happened. Right. It's possible, not likely. Um, So Um, Karen comes in. And we get another poop joke out of her. What is the poop joke for the people? Karen Karen says, uh, you don't want to be an astronaut because then you'll just be in space chasing poop around all day. Floating poop. 
speaking with some authority on the subject. Uh, honestly, yeah, I feel like she maybe has been to space. Well. And she's 104, so probably. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> she tells him, you know, there's only one thing you ever really wanted to be, an actor. You're built for it. And uh, he has said goodbye to acting thrice times, as mm, we said mm-hmm. before. And uh, she says, well, you do have this copy of Backstage, but he was he had that on the subway so he could look at his uh, Latino men porn yeah. inside of it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Karen moves the porn out of the way and says, here's a part for you. You could play the part of Squealing Queen. Mm-hmm. And then he demonstrates <laughs> when she accidentally <laughs> bends his porn. And right. he says he wishes to, he should... He, he says mm-hmm. that he wishes that he still had Zandra around to help him. Yes. Um, so, and we go now to Connecticut, Oof. to the house in Connecticut. Ding, ding, ding. Mm. Is it the coat? It is not the coat. Oh, okay. It is the produce. Mm. There's so much. In the big giant produce. bowl. <laughs> there is a, first of all, there's a boat of fruit a boat sitting of on the fruit. island but then on the wall behind <laughs> them there's a wall of vegetables and there are cabbages and celery asparagus and watercress fiddlefruits oh. and lettuce um it's just it's just it's I'm sorry, but like look if I can work a patter song I know, into our show I, know. I, I um, understand by the way, Three weeks ahead of Bernadette Peters's uh, cameo on the show, by the way. I did not uh, know that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She said, all right. Bernadette But it wasn't coming. quite. Because I caught him in the autumn in my garden one night. night. He was robbing me, raping me. Raping me. Okay, that's enough. Um, Raiding my arugula. So, and some... Okay. Yeah. Yes, Dave. Uh, anyway, my fashion you moment is You started it for the, for the record. These wealthy Connecticut people- have more produce than two people could ever eat comfortably in a reasonable before amount it would of time. go bad. Yeah, right. I agree with you. Um, they've become extremely bloated. I mean, they must poop a lot, or not very much. Mm. Cabbage has the opposite effect on me. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it it it's it's a challenge. It's a it, challenge. To resist <laughs> temptation. Okay. <laughs> what? You started it. I started into the woods. I did not bring JRB into this I, conversation. Listen, that was all you. Hey, if you start singing musical theater songs in reference to just words we say, it's going to keep happening. Hold on. You've got one. How many? Teen, 14 years into this relationship uh-huh. and I start Singing musical theater songs in reference to the words that we say? Is that what you think of me? So little. <laughs> so we're in Connecticut. And there's a lot of produce. And Grace's coat is doing a really good job of hiding her pregnancy, I gotta say. It's very swingy. Mm-hmm. It's doing a yeah, great job. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's a big pattern, yeah. so it's distracting. It's very cute, too. George is excited. He's doing a microbrewery in the basement. Will hasn't been down there since he and his mom roller skated on his 16th birthday, and that was his party, and it's very sad. Aww. <laughs> uh, and they seem, George and Marilyn seem really back in love. 
you know? Seem happy. They seem yeah. happy. And then Grace, of course, awkwardly brings up the affair. Yeah. And then George is like, you have to try the beer I'm making. Right. Mm-hmm. So they, they he, he brings out one of the beers. They're going to be sour and 6% alcohol, whatever. And he offers one to Grace. And she's like, no, I, no, thank you. And Will's like, yeah, she's got a really bad drinking problem. Beer's the whole point. Beer was the worst part of it. And George guesses correctly. He's like, oh, oh right, are yeah. you pregnant? And she's like, no. Right. Um, and Will says the drinking problem thing. And Grace, but Grace stops him. And she says, no, I am pregnant. And they, they are really happy for her. They are. And George turns and he says, well, whose is it? And he looks at Will. And Will goes, <laughs> this is my secondary joke of the episode. Will goes, don't look at me. I haven't been near that thing since college. I forgot my joke of the episode has already passed. I oh, what was it? It was back in Jack's apartment when uh, Karen says that he's built to be an actor. And she says, you've got those tiny little legs and a, lo- and a huge torso and you're, and your bobbly head uh, bobbles all over the place. Like whatever person. Martin she, Scorsese. Like, pushes his head and it like just bobbles around for a second. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's very cute. Uh, Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. I think. Yeah. Right? De Niro? De Niro. Yeah. So then Grace, who has been afraid of what Marilyn's going to say to her, she's like, yes, Marilyn, I got pregnant by my ex-husband having unsafe sex on a plane. And shockingly, Marilyn says, no, what I was going to say is you're going to be an excellent mother and I'm here for anything you need. Very sweet. She's really supportive. It's really sweet. That was so nice. It was so nice. And look, I'm about to start my period, and I cried like four times during this episode. (laughs) And that was one of them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's a nice thing. Mm. So, we briefly hop back over to Jack's apartment. Oh, dear. And... Uh, Karen arrives, wheeling Zandra in a wheelchair. Oh, dear. Sweet Zandra. Um, and who has lost it? She's lost her marbles. Well, she's. I think she has dementia. She has dementia. Because she has been uh, talking about, it sounds like some cruise she went on, perhaps. Mm-hmm. She's waiting she's on, on her. on a plane. Yeah, she's waiting on her ham sandwich. <laughs> um, yeah. And... Jack tries to give her his sides for this audition and um, Jack is taking all of her nonsense for acting advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And um, it's not. And Karen says, well, I was on cat. Tra- I took a cat tranquilizer this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and even I know she's not all there. And uh, then Zandra. Finally. Yeah. Finally, Zandra recognizes Jack and says, I know you. You're Jack McFarland, the worst actor I ever saw. And Jack finally is like, oh, well, you're right. She's just not around. She's not here. <laughs> that made me laugh really hard. <laughs> just Jack. Like, that's the essence of Jack, you know? Yeah. Like, that's it yeah. right there. He's just com- in complete denial. It- <laughs> sweet little jack sweet jackie uh and karen's like hey i can help you 
I can put a cigarette out in your eye like she used to. And Jack's like, it was in the ear, Karen. (sighs) (laughs) And it's very So we jump back up to Connecticut. Connecticut. I like to write Connecticut. Connecticut. Uh, So they come back up from the basement and George has found Will's old baby blanket. And he has decided to give it to Grace as a gift. And it's such a sweet, touching moment. It's a lovely gesture. Yes. But oh, my heart. Uh Uh-huh. And Um, Will is like, well, my brothers got their blankets for their kids. Why are you giving hers, giving mine to Grace? You know, and this is like, this is one of those moments where a family is so well-meaning and. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it just hurts my heart. It's really difficult. So Will is immediately like affronted, but quietly, and he doesn't bring it up right away that his family doesn't think he's ever going to be a father. And. That is tough. Yeah. That is really hard. Um, So we pop over to a waiting room at an audition mm -hmm. where Jack and Karen enter and Jack thinks that Karen has taken him to a dance club. (laughs) And he knows all the guys (laughs) there because they're all slutty together. And she, Karen finally says to him when he's like, what is this club? I don't have to audition to be in this club. And Karen finally says to him, Jackie, how stupid are you? I tricked you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which made me laugh this isn't a club I mean doy. Uh, and she's kind of very she's very frustrated with him and he says yeah. well I'm scared and she says you're scared of doing one thing on your own ever without me or Will or Zandra holding your hand and now it's time to grow up and do this thing for you mm-hmm and she's like, you need to go in there and act like your life depends on it because it does. And like, this, to me, felt so much like, oh, we are really nearing the end. Yeah. We are super nearing the end. And yeah, then I cried again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so interesting to see Karen portrayed this way, mm-hmm. like as this person who like notices Mm -hmm. that like her friend Jack is not being an adult, much less is bothered by it. Um, And do I necessarily think that this is the Karen that has existed the entire series? (laughs) Irrelevant. What we're seeing in this episode is, is like story. She is serving a purpose in the story. I think that Karen has just grown as a person and like mm-hmm. as a character. She's she's gotten mm-hmm. to this place. This whole season we've talked about how Karen has been so observant and caring mm. and and like giving all of this great advice. And right. you know, the most story we've gotten out of Karen lately has been the baby thing with Wanda Sykes. Yeah. And the baby thing with the room, uh-huh. the nursery. Uh-huh. 
So it, this seven. is, I think that it's it's really interesting to see her as almost a moral center this season mm. as we finish out. And it's, uh, I love it. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, so. <clears throat> like me, Will is washing the dishes because he is done with sitting at the dinner table. And I related very hard to that. <laughs> Oh, this conversation is hard and annoying and I'm walking away and I'm going to go do the dishes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I find dishes extremely calming. I like washing the dishes. I love yeah. washing the dishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marilyn and George come in. They are stuffed. Mm-hmm. And George is like, well, I'm going to go gas up the car. Right. Because what he's going to go sneak a burrito. Weird thing to do ever. Right. <laughs> Like, you get gas when you start driving and say, oh, I'm low on gas. Is that not how everyone but does also, it? But also, it's an excuse to go get a burrito. Right. So, really and, is. and Grace is gas. like, where are you actually going? And he's like, I'm getting a burrito. She says, get me too. Ooh, I want a uh-huh. burrito. That sounds so good. Oh, my God. Ooh, I'm going to go across the street and get a burrito. We got to eat. I'm hungry. Me too. Okay. So. Oh. <sighs> He's about to go, and he's like, Will, you want to take a ride with your old man? And Jack- and Will is like, no. And he just continues washing the dishes. And he, his dad is confused, and this is like, God, we've all had this conversation so many times. And I, he turns around. And- David, my whole, my shoulders were up near my ears watching this scene. Totally. Yeah. Oh. So, um... He says, Will says, my blanket. You -hmm. gave away my blanket. Yeah. Which was so real and honest. And Very proud of Will for for speaking Mm -hmm. his mind. And his parents refused to acknowledge that he could ever have a child one day. Mm -hmm. And then George says, well, it didn't even occur to me. I had to pause and walk outside. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there is a worse phrase when you are deeply, deeply hurt and someone says, oh, it didn't even occur to me that you would see it that way. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, besides lots of things, but you know what I mean. Like, well, I know what you mean, though. To hear yeah. from someone you love, oh, it didn't even occur to me how you might feel. Mm-hmm. <sighs> right. And so Marilyn is really trying to diffuse things, but Will and George totally steamroll her. And in, it is a rare, like, very real dramatic fight scene. It is Will and Grace for the exceptional. Show. It's really well done. At one point, and George so, says, we're still on the battlefield. The flowers are prettier, but the bombs are still there. Mm-hmm. What? And so what comes up here is that Will's like, oh, I know what this is, is that you don't like that I'm gay and you don't think that I'm ever going to have a child because you don't like that I'm gay. And it, it's, it starts as one thing mm-hmm. about the baby blanket yes. and it becomes something totally else. And that is always where these fights live. Right. Because and... it is about the lifelong uh, problem that George has had with Will being a gay man. 
And Mm -hmm. George says, what do you mean I've never accepted you after all I have done to accept who you are? Like, it's so fucking hard. So much labor to accept your son. Like, my heart was breaking. Yeah. And God, Eric McCormick in this scene is so beautiful. And so is Sidney Pollack. And like, oh, God. Yeah, they both kill it. Um, And so Will basically says, oh, like, it's so fucking hard. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to say out loud that you would prefer if I was straight. And at first... George is like, no, come on, stop. And Marilyn's mother is like, Marilyn is like begging them to stop. Yeah. Oh, she and can't. She's crawling out of her skin. She can't do it. And uh, and Will says, no, I want you to say it. And George says it. He says, And it's fine. very much. Well, I, I want to give George his due. He Well, not his due. But I do want to say that George didn't want him to be gay because he knew what life would be like for a young Will as a gay man. And it goes back to that family stone, Sarah Jessica Parker saying, why would you wish your sons should be gay? Totally. Which is Mm -hmm. like, I get why you're saying that, but the person exists and they're gay. Mm -hmm. And so shut up. And, and also that sentiment in general is, Mm a totally fair one that I think a lot of parents have. Absolutely. Who would wish a hard life on their kids? And though that, and it is coming from a loving place. Mm -hmm. It is also wrong. The same Mm -hmm. principle I believe applies to people who have children that are born with disabilities or, uh, you know, like pick something because when you say to somebody, well, don't you wish that like they didn't, um, no, actually, I accept human beings as uh, they are fully and completely, and like, I love them. Like, like, I'm sorry, you'd rather your kid get. I wish the world was cough. better. That's what I wish. Yeah, and it's like I'm sorry, you'd rather your kid get whooping cough than take a vaccine because you think oh they might God. be autistic, which Jesus is Christ. has absolutely no basis in fact, and you think that no. autistic people shouldn't exist. Like, this is not a conversation. That should even be had. We accept people right. as they are. We want the world to change. Yes. Not not our not people. The world. Just like John Mayer. <laughs> right. We're waiting on the world to change. Um, so he says it, and oh god. Uh, jo- Will says, "Okay, come on, Grace, let's go." And mm-hmm. he storms out. His mom follows him, trying to get him to stay. And it's just George and Grace left alone. And she stops. She's like. Okay, thank you for the blanket. And mm. leaves. Oof. Oof, indeed. So we go back what over a, the waiting what room. A, like, I just... What a true and real and beautiful scene we've done here. It's so... It's so interesting because I have sympathy for all four of them individually. Yes. And, like... I like, or I guess I have empathy for all four of them. I have sympathy for Will. Mm. Um, And like, I understand Marilyn just being like, please, please, please. No, no, no. Grace, who is stuck and who has accepted this generous thing because she's in a place of need right now too. And like, this kindness means a lot. And also, um, for George, because 
the reality here is that while he doesn't have to, and he certainly, like, when it comes to arguments like this and, like, fights and really, really, really deep scar tissue like that, you know, um, it is really the fuck hard to let go of and to not see it everywhere all mm. the time. And there's just no way around the fact that George had really lovely intentions mm-hmm. and also hurt his son at the same time. Oh, and yeah. it wasn't about the fact that Will was gay, but it also really was, you know? Right. And like... Well, and, and I mean, think back to an earlier scene in the kitchen where Will references putting on his mother's clothes and George right. says, I wasn't mad you had the clothes on. I was mad you altered them. Right. And so we're getting a picture of George as this kind of father who loves his son very much and right. is not not a hateful man, but a confused and heterosexual and old man. Mm-hmm. And like, you know... The heterosexual and the old part are not his fault. And uh, the world he grew up in is also not his fault. And that is very hard to have sympathy for when you are coming to the table with the kinds of things that queer people often have to come to the table with. Um, To meet even their most well-intentioned and loving loved ones with... with a confrontation because they've hurt them. Um, it's so complicated. It's so complicated. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry, David. Breaking news. Family relationships are complicated? I know. It didn't even occur to me before this episode. We have learned so much from doing this podcast. (laughs) And I hope you all have too. So we go back to the waiting room where Karen asks uh, the executive producer's assistant (laughs) if he will be her new poodle. Um, And he is very adorable and gives her his cards. Yeah, he wants to play with her boobs. And uh, she takes his card, and Jack says, He blew it. And this is my joke of the episode. He says, He comes out of the room and he says, Well, I blew it. And Karen says, Well, whatever it takes to get the part. <laughs> and the audience takes about 0.3 seconds to get there and then yeah, they just they laugh uproariously it is so so <laughs> funny um it's a great joke and jack <clears throat> jack's like i didn't do any of my moves my sad puppy my whatever um i just said the line like it was natural and i just felt it and it wasn't forced at all i hated it <laughs> Jack did acting on accident. Accidentally. Yeah. And the woman comes out and she says, Jack McFarlane, he says, I know, I know I didn't get the part. It's fine. And she says, no, you didn't get this part, but you are going to play Chuck Rafferty, who is the lead. The lead. And he is a devastated narcissist careening toward a dismal future. And Jack says, okay, now I know I was acting because I didn't understand any of those words. He had an accident. (laughs) He accidentally acted, and now he's going to play the lead on a network television show. Well, congratulations. That's certainly how it works. Absolutely. That's how it always works. They always come right out of the room and tell and you. And tell you immediately. And don't yeah. go through your agent. 
Or make you wait weeks. Or make you like read a scene that as, as the character that you are going to be cast as. Or call you back in for months endlessly and make you fly back and forth to New York. Never mind. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, what? So then I we go over to the what? apartment. <laughs> what? Uh, then we go to the apartment where Will and Grace are watching television together. That's oh, well done. You finished a truly. I did two. Good job. Um, so we're at the... Very nice. Very nice. They're watching television. They look cozy. Oof. Uh, Grace is trying to get Will to call his dad back. He's, He's left, left six messages. Six messages. This is a man who needs to apologize. Mm-hmm. Not Will, his father. Um, yeah, right, 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 right. And Will says he's not ready to talk, and right. Grace holds its hands, and it's on her belly, and the baby kicks. <laughs> it's magical. It's such a cool moment, and then it's the very phone, sweet. And then the phone rings. It is Marilyn, and Will gives us a very, very well acted one sided conversation. Oh my god! Um, and he hangs up, and he says. To, to Grace that his dad has had a heart attack and that he did not make it. <sighs> so sad. It's heartbreaking. Truly. Mm-hmm. I I wasn't just like teared up or choked up. I was actively. There were tears coming oh. down my face. <laughs> I got choked up. Because number one it's just a devastating situation. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling in the next episode, we're probably going to hear some of those voicemails he left. Oh, yeah. And we're certainly going to address things. Um, But just also looking at Eric McCormick in that situation. Mm-hmm. So well done. Do you have any takeaways? Yeah, man. Tell people you love them before it's too late. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to hold all sorts of things, you know, inside. And, and like, there's grudges are stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, unless, I, I don't know. I Grudges are stupid. Just if there are people in your life that you want in your life, keep them. Yeah. And apologize. Just figure it out. Just figure mm-hmm. it out. Just figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Because tomorrow. Is not a guarantee, mm. darling. How about you? Do you have a takeaway? Oh, sure. I mean. I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> I think I'll take the I'll take the Jack one. Um, oh, okay. There are moments. There are moments for all of us where somebody or you yourself look at you and say, hey, this is your life. You have to participate in it. Um, And I think that that is a really magical thing. Mm. I think that it's really powerful. And when you listen to it, when you pay attention to it, and when you feed it, sometimes really magical things happen. Like... Mm -hmm. Getting a role on a television show. I love that takeaway. That's a great takeaway. And I love your takeaway. And I love you. I love you too. And we love all of you.
beautiful oh, folk so who listen to us every week. Um, if we're almost like, done, you may find us at patreon.com slash Will and Grace and Vodka. And you can, uh, you know, throw us a tip for the next few episodes, <laughs> literally three or four. Um, thank you to Julie G, Jennifer D and Nikki B for being our patrons. <laughs> no don't do this we still have several weeks left i know we it's okay it's okay it's okay please rate and review if you feel like it i mean at this point what do we care <laughs> uh, truly i mean but don't leave us no, less than five don't stars. be an asshole about it don't but, do that know, give us five stars this if is you've free enjoyed yourself right uh share our last few episodes or whatever um pj hanky thank you for the theme song and executive producer sasha garrison we love you very much um follow us on social media at will and grace pod on instagram or twitter i'm at certainly david and she's at care says so say good night gracie good night gracie